all right, so we're going to do a little bit of, Every we usually morning. just do a little bit of talking like we're doing now, yeah. which will probably be the intro, and then I give the little intro thing. We'll talk a little bit about the band and the history. If you guys have any kind of input or anything, uh, you know, feel free. We'll kind of talk about our history with the song, and then we'll go through the song lyrics line by line. It's probably going to be kind of a shortish episode. Because there's not a whole lot of lyrics to the song. There really is. But there will be a lot to talk about, I think, with the lyrics and with the music video. We'll definitely have some other stuff to talk about. (laughs) All right. Are we ready? Yeah. I mean, we've been recording for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But now we should actually get into it. Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I am Mark, and I'm here with Seth. How are you, Seth? I had a little bit of a day. Um, you did. Got a bunch of work done today. We're recording on a Sunday just before this is supposed to go out, and it's been a while since I've seen you. I'm sad about that. I love coming in here. I love the routine of seeing you on a consistent basis. Mm. It's been a long time, and I don't like that. My car broke down on the way over here, my mm. truck. And that hasn't been fun. No. It's been a good week. I've felt great, um, you know, physically, keeping the carbs away still, no sweets, no sodas, stuff like that. So I've felt fantastic. Good boy. Um, But uh, at the same time, knowing what we're getting to, the anticipation, the build... We're reaching a climax mm. here, Mark. We, we certain, yeah, we certainly are, and we're friend. almost, we're almost there. I wonder how we're going to we feel are. afterwards. <laughs> I think we're going to feel mighty relieved. This is so funny. I'm sitting here talking about this. I took my daughter yesterday to um, the uh, Echo Farm Day in North Fort Myers. Uh-huh. Which well, is, that's a very we- this is a very weird transition. <laughs> it is, but we're going somewhere. Okay. We're going. We're going to land on something, <laughs> right. and we're sitting there, and we're going to all the little kids' stuff and craft tables and all this other stuff. And all of a sudden, I look over, and two little kids scream snakes, mm. and I run over and I see, and there's two little black racers on the ground. What looks like is fighting, and they are biting each other, and there's blood oh, coming out of okay. their necks. But then all of a sudden, they entangle themselves which i have suddenly Mm. recognized from nature channel david attenborough explaining it to me before as only he could do that these snakes were making other snakes ah and i got it it on video (laughs) (laughs) and the kids are going what are they doing yeah and you (laughs) got to explain you got to tell the kids relax and i'm like that snake just came home drunk from a hockey game And that snake is tired of his shit, and then all of a sudden, quite literally, they finish, and the one snake runs up and leaves, you know, gets up and leaves with its, you know, slithers away very quickly. Obviously, he was going to the bar to brag to his friends. But, yeah, um, he reached a climax. I'm hoping that we will we will uh, uh, reach that by the end of this. I wonder how we'll feel like those snakes. And what a, Are we what, going to the bar What better this? way do we have to segue to two snakes fighting <laughs> <laughs> and ultimately copulating yes. than to... Mention our guests now. We have Adam and Logan here. <laughs> Adam, Logan, how are you? And that's all my time. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. That was not scripted at all. It just sometimes kismet just finds a way. Yes. Um, both of you were on the No Nonsense Trivia podcast. Um, huge hit. Everyone loved you. Oh, thank you. I got to tell you all that um, when we did the after we did the episode. Um, 
immediately Seth heard the episode and was a huge fan as well. I was just so excited throughout the week to have you guys in here because of what I heard you do on the no-no. Uh, it was fantastic. I'm I'm pretty positive that you're going to bring some of the same of what you brought to that to this today. And I'm that hoping sass. that sass oh, that that and we're going no. And Ooh. this is a little bit more. I'd like to think uh, your speed because it's right up your alley, so to speak. Um, we need your insight. We want your opinion. I am hoping that we are going to get it in abundance. I think we will. That almost goes without saying. Um, but yeah, uh, Mark, the song, the song is that we are doing is "Relax" by Frankie. Goes to Hollywood. Adam Logan. What is your history with this song? Uh, so I remember seeing it on like VH1 Retro when they okay. would have like those segments. Oh, yeah. um, Way to make their entire audience feel old. <laughs> <laughs> we always feel old. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Seth and I do anyway because oh, we are old. So so I remember seeing the song, but seeing the uh, the Tame music video, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> yes. Uh, but also I'd hear it on the radio and... I knew immediately I always thought the song was a little weird. Uh, but I remember when I was like in middle school or high school, even when my mom, <laughs> that song came on, my mom immediately just told me, Oh, that song's inappropriate. It's about sex. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh. Got it. So, um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much wraps up the episode. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, <my> song. <laughs> that's all the commentary needed. I it's just a background song for me for the last 30 years like I have no relationship until like two weeks ago when Adam mm-hmm. play, Adam just puts things on the TV regardless of what I'm watching I can be in the middle of the last of us crying because of <laughs> oh, two gay lovers oh, and then Adam will be like oh, look at they this just walk funny in and video just <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah talking you know I want you to tell a little bit more about your story mm-hmm. but again talking kind of about the kismet of this episode is before I even asked you guys to do it, right? Yeah. We had literally just had a conversation. Because, again, I to me, this is just like, oh, this is on the fucking radio. Right. A background song. Who cares? You bob your head to it. But then, like, two weeks ago, Adam was like, "Did you, have you ever seen how fucking crazy this music video is? <laughs> and I was enthralled. <laughs> okay. It's, yeah. It yeah, is it, it's, it's crazy. I had never even, and like I had never taken the time to listen to these so obviously sexual lyrics. Yes. <laughs> never went out once. Yeah. Um, the, the, there's kind of only one verse in this song, sort of. Mm-hmm. And I am very curious to get your guys' take, all three of you, on what the hell they mean. Because the verse is a, a little strange. Uh, there's a couple different ways maybe you could take it. Um, but I, I'm, I'm interested in getting into that. Are you guys more well, Seth? What is your history with this song? Um, it was the the there are two two videos that that you we're, were speaking like, of. There you were like twenty two when the song came. Exactly, I was already. I had by that time been shaving for a few years. <laughs> I was in preparation of visiting the clubs. Um, Nineteen eighty three. Yeah, eighty yeah, three. I do remember. There are two versions. There's the one that we are more enthused by, and then there's a, a less. A tamer version that is on that was on MTV that they did play I on Logan MTV. referred to it as a snooze fest. If oh I it kind of is so fucking it well, was especially the, on the tail end of the other music video. Yeah, it's the, the virgin like, edit. 
to me that's like most <laughs> 80s music videos uh-huh. it's just the band playing <laughs> oh yeah absolutely and and eight and lasers yeah yes. lasers, lasers are plenty so much Tons smoke of lasers. yes so many lots, lasers lots of smoke a lot of thump bass a lot of a lot of you can almost mistake it for like a phil collins video or something i <laughs> yes. mean yeah so these will be susudia i saw the that that was the version that i saw as a kid didn't really care about it knew it now i don't know if you guys know this but there was a uh, proliferation of the t-shirt for this song this song had its own mm. t-shirt that when i was a kid you saw tons and tons of girls that a lot of them in their madonna wear because this came okay. out at the same time as the material girl wearing a t-shirt that said frankie says relax ah! <laughs> it was even made famous on an episode of friends mm-hmm. When Ross came out wearing the T-shirt, I'm, I'm sorry, Rachel came out. One of them came out wearing the T-shirt, and it the was, other one looked it was and said, his. "Yeah." And he said, "How? What do you? How dare you wear my favorite T-shirt or something like that?" Mm-hmm. And it was referencing obviously the the early '80s, and this was 20 years after the fact at the time. Um, not you know, n- not really in the forefront of my mind. I was there was definitely at that time. I was much more anxious to see like Motley Crue videos mm-hmm. and and Van Halen and stuff, and and Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is the same time period as this. Um, but it didn't really stand out in my mind. But I do know the song just from the fact of the that I, I it, it's been there throughout my, the almost the entirety of my conscious life, and I do know a lot about it. Now, as far as the things in it, and in de- definitely referencing the first video that we watched, it looks like they are going to go into certain clubs that I have been into before. Um, there, I just, uh, this is have something been in or have been into have, have visited, okay. have been in these clubs because into, into has is a different, different connotation no. and into I'm into these clubs. You I'm into be, them. We were talking about David Attenborough before this could be the David Attenborough of kink clubs. There you it go. It very well could. Um, there was a, there was, uh, in my teens and twenties, a club that if in my teens, if anybody heard about, you know, they made jokes about you going there. But by the time you were old enough to go into clubs, TBL? the bottom line. Have yes. you ever heard of it? Yes. yes. And you're, was and you're making the, faces. Was that scandalous? When I was a kid, when oh, it first true. opened, yeah, when I yes. was a kid, it was for, you know, for cis kids that, you know, oh, my goodness, you went in there. However, then by the time you're in your 20s and you go in there and you go, holy shit, this is the coolest damn club in Fort Myers by oh. far. In, in Fort, Fort Myers. Myers. Okay, yeah. I was about to say because... <laughs> Wait for that stipulation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we were very tail end of the bottom line. Yeah. Oh, you so you had been there. Yeah, we Okay, been. so... We went there like a few months before they closed down, and so like... like 2017? Earlier even. The bottom yeah, line for anybody then, not yeah. in Fort Myers was a very popular gay club. It was basically, as aside from a couple of other places, like the Office Pub which I think was a smaller gay club that was right next to where my mom used to work in a couple yeah. of, It was basically the only real mm-hmm. hip gay club around in Fort Myers that I knew of. Yeah, it was like warehouse, dance club, mm-hmm. right on shows, the very edge of a CD part of town. No, right. it's on Evans. Evans. Yeah, um, on the and 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 by the time you got to your late 20s, you're like, "Holy shit, this is" and 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 by that time, by the time I was in my 30s, um, there were plenty of cis people that went there all the time. Just I knew a bunch of people from high school or right out of high school that would go there because just because it was place. more fun. Yeah, it was far more fun. Yeah. I mean, you could if you had gone to any other of the you know, and there were very few of them dance clubs. And how dare you actually go out and get on a dance floor? You know, if you didn't look the part and if you didn't have the moves, and if whereas oh. if you went into uh, the bottom line, it did not. 
matter what the fuck you look like or what you were, you were almost required to dance when you went oh, in there. It was, it was fantastic. Being straight sounds exhausting. I yeah <laughs> yeah it kind of yeah, is sometimes it yeah can. trying to hold up you know at, at back then it's got to be easier now because kids aren't under the same I think I think under the same uh, level of. You know, oh, I have to present myself this way in order to avoid, you know. I mean, you 30 years ago. I'm going to let Adam take this because I think Adam is very eloquent in talking about this particular aspect in terms of progress. Um, maybe three years ago, yes. Oh. Um, not recently. Mm-hmm. We are quickly slipping backwards. Um, I think right about 2015 was probably the height Ugh. of like a good year to be gay. That we was, are progress. Gay marriage was that year, right? Uh, gay marriage was 2013. Okay. Because okay. I, I was a freshman I in college. Close. Um, so I was a freshman in college whenever they legalized gay marriage. But just to show how quickly it's come, like when I was 10 is whenever um, Lawrence B. Texas was struck, struck down oh, and shit. that legalized uh, sodomy in and that was 2003 Lawrence v. Texas it's a landmark case mm-hmm. everyone should know about it um, and until 2003 like Adam said if it you were committing buggery or sodomy like that was a criminal offense in I think it was 11 or 13 states one of which was Florida big surprise <laughs> um, so so when I was 10 sodomy was legalized so like gay sex as the media often says when they refer to that uh, case then when I was a freshman in college in 2013, so that's 10 years later, uh, same-sex marriage was legalized. So since then, it's been on a track. So like same-sex marriage in terms of gay and lesbian equality, um, especially like for those who are in like upper middle class, especially white mm-hmm. gay and lesbian life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's been great progress, especially in that. But whenever the movement was starting to like shift and especially in terms of like after gay marriage was legalized, a lot of those large campaigns were centered around gay marriage for such a long time that so many other issues that had kind of been to the back burner in terms of uh, gender nonconforming transness, you know, uh, gender affirming care, queer youth homelessness, queer youth homelessness, huge one still today. Um, a lot of that was put on the back burner, but because marriage was so central, it was, from my perspective, um, and of course, this is as diverse of opinion as the queer community is itself diverse, um, to myself, that felt like very, all right, let's go home, and all the action kind of ended. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so then, as, especially with gender-affirming care and, like, trans issues started coming up that's whenever a lot of very reactionary things and a lot of the comments you hear now about gender affirming care and being trans and uh just gender non-conforming whether it's bathrooms or locker rooms or seeking medical care whether it's mental or physical um a lot of these comments are the same ones that are being made especially during like the early 2000s and like right now, the state of Florida has introduced 20 plus anti LGBTQ uh, bills in Tallahassee. Listeners take note. And uh-uh. there's hundreds of others in other state houses 
across the country. So in the last three years, yeah, I would definitely agree with you. Three years ago, yeah, we had reached a height, but there's been there's this reactionary push that's slowly starting to erode that progress of trans rights. And now they're like, you know, they're not going to stop at trans rights or gender non-conforming rights. They're like queer rights, which there's no discrimination laws or anti-discrimination laws in the state of Florida for like queer issues or like same-sex issues for like gay and lesbians or bisexual people so all those things that really it's just marriage and like same-sex adoption that's the only thing that's really progressed since 2003 and i also want to just add on that and say that even same-sex marriage we should not consider that solid set in stone permanent anything that we have as a right oh we have seen the right for women to choose what happens to their bodies slowly Mm -hmm. be taken away and then suddenly you know pulled right out from under their feet across the country on a federal level and that's just i mean yeah absolutely devastating um after roe v wade being like thank god we won that we know years later we we do know that things can be taken away we are we are i mean we are Listener, take note. Things can be taken away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the fact that we have to consider gay marriage, like, even a thing. <laughs> the right. The fact that, like, people shouldn't just be able to marry another human being that they want to marry. Like, the fact that, like, that's the <clears throat> high goal that we're shooting for. It's like, that shouldn't even have to be a goal. That should just be, like, an no, inalienable no. right. The government should really be involved in your bedroom. Like, that's <laughs> we re- that's what we really need, is for the government to be like, all right, what position? Oh, mm, I don't know about that one. Guy, let I've me, already got enough bureaucracy in my Let sex, me fight man. at 2 a.m. So about snacks with whoever the fuck I want to, <laughs> all right? That's the real... Who took my last Zagnut, goddammit? <laughs> it can only be you. That's the gay issue we haven't been talking about, which is groceries. Yes, That's where absolutely. the majority of, that's where the, the breakdown of the marriage takes place. Who's going <laughs> to clean the kitchen? Who's going to get that groceries? Yep. That's some real ass shit. Jennifer, take note. My <laughs> wife. Um, so uh, last week we covered. Um, well, no, I just real quick. I just want to say ahead. thank you. Thank you for, for your insight. insight. Yes. Uh, thank that's you the first much. thing that needs to be I said. I appreciate it. Last week we did an, uh, an episode on a song called Dude Looks Like a Lady by Aerosmith. Don't know if you've heard it or not. Oh. I'm sure you probably haven't assumed that you have. a little bit of the episode. Yeah. Um, but we very much wanted to get a trans person in here for their insight. Not just have a token trans person. This week we are dealing with a song that is, uh, it's, it's a gay song. It's, it's from the gay community. That's where it's rooted. That's where it's from. We do not just want the token gay people in here. We want to have a voice for because our opinions do not count. Our opinions do not count when it comes to this. It is not our lives. We are two people that are, in every sense of the word, cis and heterosexual we both like cars football beer you know things along the of that nature i've got 50 percent of that somehow and this is and this is not this is not our voice we can only um get uh, offer up an opinion from the outside not from the inside and we could not have that last week which was a real shame mark had tried to set that up to where we could it was mentioned in the episode but i'm so glad that you guys have showed up because we're going to talk about frankie goes to hollywood i will say i you know, do you guys see this as being a gay or queer song? Uh, I do, but that's a lot of songs. Okay. Um, I like. I really try to lump and like try to recognize a lot of 
queer artist and a lot of queer music. Um, like amazing uh, book that really opened my eyes uh, to a lot of early artists, especially in the early 20th century, was um, I think it's called Music That Made Me Gay or Songs That Made Me Gay. Please okay. tell us some. Uh, so like they talk about like early uh Jazz musicians like Ma Rainey, okay, um, okay. and Lucy Bolg, okay, awesome. and then they go through like uh, Janis Joplin. Mm. You know, just flash forward How a about lot. Doris Day, yeah, Doris Day, Doris Day, Dusty Springfield, yeah, yes. Um, mm-hmm. um, um, what's her name? She's saying, um, "It's my party. I can cry if I want to." Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, who is that? I, oh, is that? I'll find it. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. found out about one um, by Doris Day called "Secret Love," which, if you listen Leslie to it, is Gore. not Leslie Gore. Yes, uh, it's not. Um, um, it's not. If you listen to it, it could just be about a secret love from you know a, a, a cis relationship. However, um, in the context from which it was taken, and that it was included in a movie where she plays Calamity Jane, who comes off as being at the time because. At the time, gay lifestyles were still very, very much underground. That was the way it was. And people looked at this as kind of a wink towards that community at the time. And it's something that I learned about just this last week, um, this song, Secret Love. And, uh, and, and it's, it's actually a really, fr- I love old, old you know, m- music like this. And it's a really, really fantastic song, whether it be an anthem for you know, uh, an early movement or not. It's still a fantastic song. Yep. Um, but what other, are there more modern um gay artists that you like one that i like a hell of a lot is rufus wainwright i don't know if you've ever heard him he's fantastic it's loud wainwright's son yeah he's really good any that you like specifically god i have a list do you need a second because i could go you can go ahead <laughs> uh so cakes to Killa. i primarily listen to like rap hip-hop cakes to Killa is probably one of the best lyricists that's on the face of the planet obsessed um God, the eulogy is one of the best albums. I fucking love it so much. Uh, Lef, which I don't know if they finally changed the spelling of it. It's L E one, like the numeral one mm-hmm. F, um, is another really great one. Princess Nokia. Oh is yeah, very, yeah, yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, fuck. Um, probably one of the more like popular ones. Uh, Coconuts. Oh, Kim Petras. Kim Petras. Kim Petras. Yeah, oh, she's, oh. she's probably my favorite Body artist Shop. right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that song's so flipping good. Like, I hate that song so much. <laughs> Do you really? I love it. Just because I've heard it so fucking In the much. last month? Yeah. Oh my God, it caught um, fire. Her, but, but Sam, just to let you know, gay or not, Sam Smith just about makes me cry every time I hear him sing. That's why I can't listen to Sam Smith. I don't like... Oh, he's so good. I'm not a... I'm too emotional, so I have this, like, characterization of, like, I don't like emotions. <laughs> gotcha. Sam Smith is all, like, emotion ballads you being cheated on. I know what Ugh. you've done. The Grinder song, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm very familiar. Um, those are, the like, some of the ones off the top of my head. Um, Adam, do you have any others? Oh, I was just gonna... Um, Sophie... Uh, R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, she was an amazing trans artist. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kim Petras actually thanked her um, for being like an early trans trailblazer. That's fantastic. Um, and like Kim Petras, like her songs are just so fun um, and also like creepy and dark uh, as well. Yeah. And like, I mean, just her mixtape, uh, Slut Pop. Slut I mean, Pop is really good. I mean, 
Just and the title alone. Yeah. 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 Um, and Transylvania. Transylvania. Oh, that's amazing. I haven't heard that yet. Oh, that's so I'm not as big into Kim Petras as Adam is, but like those songs that have kind of like a German goth techno vibe mm. to it is very, very fucking good. And she mixes in because she speaks, she's a native German speaker. So she mm-hmm. like slips it in there and it just sounds so insidious not to like, not to shade the German language, no. but like the way that she like puts it in there and reverbs it is really, really fun. Hey, listen, I listen to Du Host. That shit's insidious. <laughs> that is insidious. Um, okay. We got to start talking about this. Yeah. At yeah. Some point. Thank you for your insight on everything yes. that you've given us, but we need you guys to talk about relax. By Frankie Mark. goes to Hollywood I will say, um, you know, at first, kind of my attitude was, I wonder if this is a gay song, but there's really nothing I I thought inherently gay about it when I started finding out what it's about. And then I was like, I I wonder, like, is anybody in this band gay? And I quickly then Mm -hmm. saw the music video and found out, absolutely, (laughs) there's there's no doubt about it. So my opinion on your earlier question differs a little bit from Adam's. I don't think the song is an inherently gay song. I think it's a kink song. I think it's focused. I mean, it's edging. The, mm-hmm. Like, just beating the point. Like, that's what it's. Yeah. Because I don't know if we're ready for the lyrics or not. But, like, relax, don't do it. He's talking about don't don't ejaculate. Right. It's literally that. So, to me, like, if I just hear the song, I'm like, oh, this is just about kink. And it's, like, the bottom of the barrel of kinks. Because edging is, like, that's starter. Like, here's your starter Pokemon of kink. Okay. Yeah. Don't kink shame. <laughs> But what if that is their kink? <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know, by and large, we're all men here. We've all been worried about coming too early. <laughs> I don't think so. No, maybe not. But, I, you know, it's definitely a, it's definitely a common trope of men to, uh, you know, think about baseball so they don't come. Yeah, you don't you want know, to be known think as about, two you know, pump chump. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think in the lyrics, there are a couple of different uh, hints as to things you yeah. can do to not. Um, so it's kind of, you know, whether or not you're talking about specifically edging or you're just talking about not coming early. Relax. Um, don't do it. Yeah. It's Start almost... to think about baseball. Relax. <laughs> that's don't a, do yeah, it. That's the Seth Think cake. about grandma. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I don't know about that second one. Uh, but uh, let's talk a little bit about the band. So frankly, go, Frank, Frankie, frankly. <laughs> Frankly, 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 Sinatra. (laughs) Yes. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Synth pop band from 1980. Liverpudlians. Liverpool. Just like the Beatles. Liverpool. The the edgiest city in the UK, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, For real. We will we will make the uh, the history of the band a little short. um, Hanging out in a whole different cavern. Indeed. Yes. Uh, So they 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 get together in 1980. Three years later. They are signed to ZTT Records that is run by who, Seth? I have no idea. Trevor Horn. No, it doesn't that just... Now, Trevor Horn has popped up in this <laughs> podcast about three times now, four times. And he will undoubtedly pop up again. Owner of a Lonely just, Heart. Yeah. The Buggles. The Buggles. Asia. He's all over the place. Yeah. Um, and here he is again, just getting his... Uh, getting Sticking his fingers... Uh, in a bunch Where? of different pies. In a new kind of pie. <laughs> um, so yeah, he hears what the song. What a good boy is he? He, he hears the song and he goes, uh, he's uh, actually hanging out with Chris Squire from Yes. Yes, hears them playing the song. Chris Squire, what a famous bassist. bass player. And says, these guys are kind of interesting. Why don't you sign them? So Trevor Horn goes, okay. <laughs> and goes and talks to him and signs them. And they put the song out. Um, they also released a song called Two Tribes, 
when that song was released, Two Tribes went to number one. This song went to number two. And The Power of Love. They were one of the... Not long after that. They were one of the first bands to hold one and two in the UK charts since John Lennon. The only people that had done it were John Lennon, The Beatles, and I think there was one other artist. I'm going to guess Elton John. Uh, I don't think it was. No? Okay. Um, But uh, not not 100% sure. Um, So, you know, they, uh, they were a very popular UK band. Yeah. Um, and the song was banned, uh, on UK radio. The music video was banned on the BBC and on MTV. Uh, the video that we're going to the, talk about here in a little one. bit. The video that will the be. The good video. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, kind of, kind of slow climb up the chart, uh, which is perfect. A long ascent to climax until it hit number one. It ended Edgy. up spending 54 <laughs> weeks, I think, on the charts. Um, and came from the album Welcome to the Pleasure Dome, which is good name, an apt name. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit of background about the song. Um, I think, you know, everyone in the world, if you unless you've been living, you know, under a rock, you've heard the song. And I, too, always kind of took it as a background. Um, and uh, there's not a whole lot of lyrics to this. So a good thing that we filled it with, you know, actual great content rather than some of these lyrics that we're probably going to fly right through. Uh, I saw a pretty interesting thing. The record company's ad campaign for the song started with a quarter page ad in the British music press featuring an image of backup dancer or backup singer slash dancer Paul Rutherford mm-hmm. in a sailor cap accompanied by the phrase, all the nice boys love sea men and declaring Frankie goes to Hollywood are coming making Duran Duran lick the shit off their shoes. <laughs> uh, it described the 7 and 12-inch singles, uh, vinyl singles of Relax as 19 inches that must be taken always. So they were very, they were pushing this very, very hard, and I'm here for it. I this, love it. This sounds like Liverpool people, man. Yes. They're very, yeah, in your face, not, not unapologetic. Gary Newman, the singer of Cars and uh, Down in the Park, etc., said, when I heard this, it plunged me into a pit of despair. The production was so good, the sounds so classy, that it seemed to move the entire recording business up a gear. We were all left floundering, trying to catch up. That sounds Gary Newman. It does. So, very, very interesting. Uh, This is the only song that was released on analog tape uh, from them. Everything else was released digitally, so this is when people were recording from tape to hard drive and to digital tape. When you're running to the cassette deck when you heard it on the radio to get that single yes. by hit press and record and play. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. The song was recorded four times. Trevor Horn was not happy with any of them until he finally used a Lynn drum machine to get that sound and then recorded it, and that's the version that we listen to today. So a little bit of background as far as the band and the song is concerned. Uh, anybody have anything they want to add before we start getting into the lyrics? I think we've covered it. I have multiple members of the group. I guess we can add that. Um, quite a few personnel throughout the years. Of course, uh, Paul Rutherford being, I think, the 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 face of Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Frankie, Go- he's probably what you would refer to as Frankie. Um, Holly Johnson, a female, provided vocals, uh, background stuff. Marco Tool, Brian Nash, Peter Gill, Ryan Malloy. Um, other early members, a guy named Jed O'Toole. But not, you know, this. we don't have Starship or Jefferson Airplane level lineup changes with this band. Seems to be pretty consistent. Um, and, yeah, I think, I think we've reached that point where we talk about words. Holly Johnson is a man. I'm sorry. 
It's okay. I'm so sorry. Uh, his I'm name is so William Holly Johnson. And I would say that he is arguably one of the main, you know, maybe. I'm the sorry. He the is Frankie. Frank. You're absolutely correct. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. queer. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. And queer. A- absolutely. Yes. Very much. Played uh, bass. Uh, played, played bass for Big in Japan uh, prior to joining um, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Another um, amazing name. That's indeed. That is name. a good name. Yeah, uh, at 14, Johnson took the name Holly, inspired by actress Holly Woodlawn, a friend of uh, Andy Warhol, um, and was big into glam music like T-Rex, Mark Bolin, um, etc. And uh, they started uh, they started playing loads of music, and, and eventually, and a accomplished painter, by the way, and an accomplished painter. apparently, yeah, he was on a he did the cover for a Christy McCall, who was a flipping incredible singer sang with the Pogues um, on one of her singles. Go ahead. There you go. Um, so in the lyrics, you know, we've got that famous drum beat and keyboard part. Yep. And uh, he says, mine, right off the top. You did, is, is that what you always thought he was saying? No. I just there were a couple was, yeah. lyrics here that I did not know, include one, including one of the famous ones mm-hmm. yeah. that they did a good job of hiding. Uh, give it to you one time now. Um, we use uh, we use the website genius.com here, which usually has the annotations. Go. <laughs> God bless you. Uh, we get some more like well, whoa, you know, just kind of like some very some... cerebral lyrics that we should. <laughs> it, it requires a degree of deconstruction of the art form. Really, sounds, sounds a little bit like a cat in heat. <laughs> just kind of like a meow. I never thought about it. <laughs> Relax. Don't do it when you want to go to it. Relax. Don't do it when you want to come. Relax. Don't do it when you want to suck it, chew it. Relax. Don't do it when you want to come. Come, come, come. And I guess, you know, as a kid, I always thought nothing of it. (laughs) I guess maybe it was so on the nose, I didn't think of, like, actually coming. I thought this was about dancing. When I was a kid, I fully thought this was like, because kind of going back to what you were referencing earlier, Seth, like where people, especially like, oh, you have to be masculine. You have to be this mask. Mm -hmm. You can't dance. You can't. You have to uphold the standards. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like about like, no, just relax and go have fun, which it is also about relaxing and having fun. Agreed. Yes. Indeed. Very much so. I thought whenever I first heard this again on a VH1 retro Mm -hmm. when I was a young child, um, and I saw the boring music video. Of course. I would always be confused by band names. I didn't know which one was the band name yes. and which one was like the song name. Oh, okay. So, this needs to be addressed. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so I I was confused because I thought like Frankie Goes to Hollywood Relax was the song. The song. Oh. So whenever they're saying like, you know, you know, relax, don't do it. Um, when you want to come, like when you want to come, come on. I thought they were saying like, oh, like in reference to like Frankie goes to Hollywood. Pursue your dreams. <laughs> Pursue to, your dreams. Go to, to Hollywood. Hollywood. Frankie? What's your dream? <laughs> you know, this is accurate. I've heard people from my youth from from very first seeing them saying the same thing. And that was uh, that was kind of the, that point was reiterated with the making of the T-shirt when it says Frankie says relax. You know, kind of like it, is that the song? You know, is it is the song Frankie says relax? So yeah, it was it was kind of a, it was kind of the same thing. Are you following? You know, or when you want to come, when you want to do, you know, when you want to follow through on those dreams, so to speak. Yeah, 
So to throw censors off the scent when Relax first came out, the band claimed publicly that it was written about motivation. <laughs> which I love. Um, Do you think that succeeded? Meanwhile, I <laughs> no. got the guy dressed up as a uh, as a as a sea boy that says right. boys love semen or whatever it is and they're like no no it's not about gay stuff it's not about jerking off it's about you know motivation go out there and join we the navy got or something this. it's it's, it's about her majesty's navy <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> um later they confessed that it was actually about shagging uh we'll talk probably a little bit more about that uh one thing i want to mention uh also is that um, because, you know, this is kind of like the lady doth protest too much because it was banned. People flocked mm-hmm. to record stores to find it <laughs> because, of course, no one's going to be like, oh, it's banned. Well, then I should stay away from it. I'm sure the fam- fam- fan- fantastic. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get these words out. Fantastic. Andrew Hickey, one of my favorite podcasters, podcasters often reiterates nothing will put an album to the top of the sales or record charts quicker than saying it's banned on the radio. Indeed. Banning the record seems to have created an air of mystery about it. We have had people coming in asking to hear the record to find out what all the fuss is about. Some commercial radio stations in the UK put it in hot rotation, boasting they were playing, quote, the song that the BBC banned. Rose to number two on January 21st and hit the top spot a week later. So what good, you know, banning it just basically got this, you know, don't, Come anthem. <laughs> Did you ever hear Just... "Band in the USA" by Two Live Crew? Oh yeah, it's absolutely. fucking awful. Yes, absolutely awful song. But I had to hear. But it. everybody ran out and bought it. Well, I did the same thing, and I God, I hate to admit this. I did the same thing with two, with uh, Andrew Dice Clay. When I was a kid, it was like, don't you know? This is like way too gross. This is way too obscene. And I was like, great. Where can I find it? Yes, <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean. Now, I mean, the guy is a piece of shit. <laughs> so, yeah. looking, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, but. Um, yeah, I, I was definitely so you're like, saying the government had a point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you heard it here first. Mark Davis, government <laughs> stooge, <laughs> hyper capitalist. <laughs> oh, Christ. There goes everything I've worked so hard for. <laughs> um, relax. Don't do it when you want to suck it, chew it. So I will That's admit so funny. to thinking that it was socket to it. Oh, yeah, because they did a great job of hiding For it. For 25 years. And they intended for that. They they told people that the lyric was, sock it to it. Yeah. And then... Like, like it was Rowan and Martin's laughing. Yeah, Ro- absolutely. Yeah. And so all these years later, you know, uh, well, I don't know exactly when it was, when he actually kind of like came out and said the, the truth of what it was. He Definitely said, in the digital I, age. He said, I should know. I'm the one who sang it. November um, 1999. Was when he came out and said it. Oh, okay. wow. Damn. Perfect. There was On a point. There was a link. I just I clicked a button. Oh, no. You. I, that, I that's what you're here for, man. Yeah. Click um, those buttons. So w- relax. Don't do it. When you want to suck and ch- suck it, chew it. That is still a weird fucking lyric. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, agree. So, I mean, I, I, I mean. Is he trying to say when you have the urge instead of edging to suck it that you should just bite the inside of your lip that is what i was thinking <laughs> like that's that's where it, like i just can't think of any but i don't know whose urge to suck dick is that intense that you have to bite the inside of your mouth although no i guess i get it you know i don't have a foreskin maybe he's talking about foreskins <laughs> chewing foreskin like bubble huh. gum <laughs> i don't know is that <laughs> 
I don't know. <laughs> so that's giving me Hellrise, Hell, Hellraiser vibes, like the like the yes. the smiley Cinnabite. Yeah. Um, so that's a fun thing to imagine. I mean, I I can't help but think that like what he's what he may have incorrectly said is when you were when you were getting sucked off, chew the inside of your cheek. To oh, prevent you from coming. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, like a... But that it's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, a lot of people have said, like, you know, if you push your your perineum, the area between your butt and your balls... Oh, I've heard It that. will prevent you from that's, coming. That's If awful. you're going to come. Yeah. I don't think that that's right at all. I mean, I'm, I'm just telling you a, it's a thing like that is... This is like an urban legend. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I like... feel like that's the opposite of yeah. what would happen. You, you can feel free to try for yourself and see if it works. <laughs> yeah. I feel oh, like I've tried it and it's worked. Time to I'll report back at nine. <laughs> I don't we'll release want an to update next do episode. that. I don't think it's I don't think that's good. I think that if if anything is going on where you're about to release, you should just let it go and just let should be room and space down there. Yeah, I, I mean that's just um, I don't know. I didn't just come too early. To... You came too late. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's not my fault. It depends on just it's all depends on how you look at it. Uh, I cannot wait to talk about this fucking music video. Um, oh, that's where I have a lot of things to oh, say. Oh, yeah. and, and I then by all wait. means. Um, so the lyric the just repeats over and over again. Obviously, what we're doing here is we're talking about not coming. Um, you know, when you're going to whether it's because you're edging or because you just want to elongate. Now, this is the verse, and I think it's basically the only verse mm-hmm. that it's just weird. But shoot it in the right direction. Make making it your intention. Live those dreams. Scheme those schemes. Got to hit me. Hit me. Hit me with those laser beams. Ow, wow, wow. Laser beam of me. Okay, so let's just... Is laser beams come? It has to be. It has to be a facial. (coughs) This is where... (laughs) Seth is in a bad state. I am a, talking about comments just, just set him over the edge. It's just, it's just over the top, man. It's, it's. I mean, I love. It is Seth motivational, is though. I'm sorry, my it eyes are watering. It, it really kind of did. I was thinking about it. I'm like, you like what you like, but I mean, it's just when, when you're hearing. And I first, and when, the, when we went over the lyrics for this, this is the first thing I kind of did, somewhat of a spit take, just seeing the. Gotta hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me with those laser beams. I was like, oh, Jesus. Who considers come laser beam? That's a good question. I think it's part of the innuendo because if you watch the music, the the boring, the virgin edit, it is a lot of laser beams. It's it's exclusively laser beams pretty much. Because it's the 80s and that's the only aesthetic. Neon, laser beams, smoke. Like, that's a music Mm -hmm. video. That's the whole... No, that's okay. okay. It was also used in Duran Duran's videos. That same effect. Oh yeah, yeah. I think in in in, um, the Reflex, they use that same effect. It's it's been in others. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the eighties were rife with lasers. It was a great year to be a laser person. Freaking lasers! If you were to be a laser, now I think has come. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think from now on, whenever I see lasers. I'm going to only think about coming on someone. So my question <laughs> is, a big time for sharpshooting. It was a big. <laughs> it's a good good year for Peter North. Yeah. What the hell does scheme those schemes mean? So this is, yeah. Everything else, I I can decode everything else. It's not that rough. Um, I do like make making it your intention, and I think that is actually a very sexy line. I do too. Mm-hmm. But I do too. Scheme those schemes is the one where I'm like. 
the fuck? I think it's yeah. in reference to like plan where you're going to shoot. I think you're right oh. because he does say scheme those schemes got to hit me. So I think he's kind of saying like I, I, I too really like make making it your intention. Mm-hmm. Like I want you all here. I want mm-hmm. your focus to be with what's here, going on here. This present moment. Like that to me is like that's sensual. That's sexy. Like that's the only because this this song to me is not sexy nor hot in the <laughs> least. But yeah. that sentence, that little verse, if you took that and isolated it, like that that to me is something that could be like beautiful between lovers. Everything else is just like come Even on. Even with my the word face. scheme those schemes. No, that I think there's that some depth uh, some some de- I I mean, I know that you've that you've said that it's essentially just. I I looked at it, and of course, I've been proven wrong. But I looked at it as scheme those schemes, as in you know, find a way to get scheme something. Definitely you know? I mean, has a, it, there was a, more depth. a negative connotation. Yeah. Scheme yeah. is like you know the person that tries to get you in a pyramid. Like you think a pyramid right. scheme. Is, it's like tr- doing something dastardly. So here's something. I have to ask, and I think the only person who'll know right off the bat what I'm talking about is probably Adam. It could this be a cruising reference? I don't feel like there's a lot of referencing reference to cruising happening in this. Song. What is cruising? I, well, like, first of all, I think we're past cruising. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I was like, gonna say we're like, what, yeah, we're cru- cruising is going around okay. looking for someone to. Is it exclusively like a third party? No, no, so cruising is very specifically, it's like a secret queer language. Primarily, it's uh, male presenting on male presenting. You're going to cruise. It means like you're sharing eye contact. You're looking up and down. And you're looking to engage in sexual activity without verbalizing it with spoken word. Oh, it's, okay. It's yeah. all okay. done through, like, you've heard of the hanky code, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I've yeah. heard of those. So, yeah. like, using the hanky code or, like, just eye contact. or Mr. like Mr. Hanky the Christmas poo. Yep, that's obviously <laughs> queer icon. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Adam and Logan. I'm very. Uh, let me just apologize. <laughs> Thank you. Very. Let me just. We've yeah. actually been watching South Park. I don't want to admit this. We've been watching South Park recently, and it's still so stupid and funny. I, it I is. Hate it's, that I laugh at it's it. It's childish and amazing. Yeah. Um. But no, like, so cruising is very much part. But like, that's why I'm saying, like, could we? <laughs> we're so beyond that. <laughs> that. But that's the only thing that like. Scheme those schemes. I don't know. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like this is basically giving the the go ahead, all clear. Mm-hmm. Come yeah. now. Where do you think is shooting it in the right direct? Do you think he's saying like, <laughs> don't waste that seed? Well, it's it's if it's not on me, it's, it's like a carnival game, and you got <laughs> to get shoot, it on the you have to yeah, shoot it in the clown's the water, mouth, and you got to get it in the clown's mouth so you get the teddy at the end. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, I, I guess I guess now the laser beams kind of threw me and the scheme, those schemes. But I, maybe this is just a playful way of saying like, all right, we're, you know, we're, we're, Seth is going to die. I'm sorry, I have this vision in my head of like a guy jerking off into a clown mouth. Well, I'll tell you, the music video pretty that, much yeah, does exactly what we're talking about. I thought you said you went to the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I guess uh, I I do love one of my favorite things here is live those dreams as is like saying like it's a dream to jerk off on me. Live that dream, dare to dream. You made it, champ. <laughs> Get the gold. Top you of the deserve mountain, it. Shoot for the stars. Shoot for my By star. By the way, I'm the star. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Uh, so yeah, hit me with those laser beams. So apparently his cum shots are laser beams. And then he says, ow, 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 as if they're hurting him. Well, I don't think it's, I think it's like, ow, 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 ow. She's got a transatlantic, now she's, she's not a clown anymore, she's transatlantic, ow. She's um, Mae West, come up and fuck me in the ass sometime. <laughs> Um, okay, so then we gotta... Then I'm, coming, we gotta... I'm coming, yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. So, we have another chorus, relax, don't do it, relax when you want to come. Come, uh, woo. We got some more owls, I guess he's just getting bombarded at this point. Uh, and then he says, I'm coming, I'm coming, yeah. And then when we get to the next chorus, the chorus, the chorus is, relax, don't do it. But in the background, I thought I heard this in the music video, but I wasn't sure. It's there. It's there. He says, once you're inside of me. So now that changes the whole context. Yeah. Does because it? I thought um, it was Because I thought sorry. it was shooting in, on me. Yeah. But now he's saying, once you're inside of me, you can come. Okay. So now he's saying, cream pie my, my meat wallet. Mm. I read it as the opposite. Okay. I think it's just an echo of relax, don't do it once you're inside me. Okay. So, like, if it, if we're talking about premature ejaculation. Oh, once relax, don't come inside of me. Yeah. Don't well, I mean, do that's, it once you're inside of the, me. It's, okay. It's also 1983, in the height of the AIDS epidemic. Yes. And, and I should mention. And in the music video, as you'll spring up later, there's a lot, a, prefl- a, a large uh, amount of condoms. Yes, on prophylactics. Bananas. So safe sex practices. I, if I remember correctly from doing a little research beforehand, I believe one of the leads of this band was diagnosed. Paul Rutherford. With, yeah, he was yeah. diagnosed with HIV AIDS. Yeah, and they did not give him a very long time to live. In '91, he's, he's and, still alive, and he's still alive. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Very good. And as a matter of fact, the last episode we were talking about the uh, you know the life expectancy of people with HIV AIDS. Um, and how it was a death sentence. <clears throat> Where it's come up on the Discord. Now people that... can have sex. Yeah. Um, if you're undetectable, that means you're untransmittable. Yeah. Wow. Which is fantastic. Unbelievable. What I sang was when you want to suck it, chew it, and I should know I wrote it. I referenced that earlier. Uh, this is from uh, Genius Annotation. Since the song is about not ejaculating or at least delaying it, this line suggests to the person delivering oral sex to do something that prevents their partner from climaxing, sometimes known as the squeeze technique. So what this is saying is that not to keep yourself from ejaculating, but keeping your partner from ejaculating, huh. sucking it slash chewing their their business, I guess. Uh, it says in quotes, another technique for stopping premature ejaculation is the squeeze technique. During sex, as you're approaching ejaculation, squeeze the area between the shaft and glands of the penis this is what to you were prevent talking about. ejaculation. Oh. Using sque- the squeeze technique, you can delay orgasm several times, allowing yourself to perform for longer during sex why are, why are they che- where does the chewing uh, i don't I, I i i can't say i really know um uh, again it may be foreskin <laughs> it may be they, they are the that's the representation you guys actually needed we <laughs> needed to get someone with foreskin when <laughs> absolutely maybe it's when they met up for dim sum i'm not sure um but <laughs> Can, can we get to the end of these lyrics? Yeah, man? So, I'm sorry. I mean, we, we've got just <laughs> more climax. like, relax, relax, relax. The only other lines really that aren't said previously is the scene of love, feel it, uh, which I guess is a good line. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, at the end, as we were talking before, we have the huge climax at the end. He says, now is the time. It's party time. 
come. And of course, at that point, we are uh, we're done with the song, and we've effectively come. The party's we? over, haven't we? I guess. I mean, yeah. The music well, video—that's when you stop having sex and you go play Mario Party. It's party time. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yes. Very nice. Yeah. Very so the first music video for this, uh, directed by Bernard Rose, um, who is an English filmmaker who made uh, the movie Candyman uh, <laughs> and the movie Paper House. Uh, and did um, a film version of Anna Karenina. Um, oh, that's cool. Yes. Uh, he was also nominated for the Independent Spirit Award for Best Director and the John Cassavetes Award. Um, so a pretty, uh, you know, a pretty big time filmmaker. He made the music video for this. Uh, it was set in an S&M themed gay nightclub featuring the band members accosted by Buff Leathermen, a glamorous drag queen and an obese admirer dressed up as a Roman emperor played by actor John Dare, uh, which was allegedly banned by MTV and the BBC, prompting the recording of a second video directed by Godly and Cream, which is an apt name, in early 1984 featuring the group performing with the help of laser beams. However, after the second video was made, the song was banned completely by the BBC, meaning that neither video was ever broadcast on any BBC music programs, um, but was played on MTV, which I think is the version that I probably had seen when I was a child. Um, let's hear your guys' take on this music video, because there's a lot there's a lot going on here. There, There is a lot. Um, I always think it's weird and really overlooked. Minute zero, like the first two seconds whenever um is it uh holly that arrives via rickshaw via rickshaw yes um (laughs) pulled by someone i guess dressed stereotypically as a rickshaw driver Mm -hmm. which i always thought was really weird and i kind of think adds to because there's a there's a thing especially in like the in the white queer community that tends to like appropriate other cultures especially in terms of like femininity okay and like to be more to basically other themselves and like be outrageous so Mm -hmm. oftentimes like cultural appropriation and like orientalism will pop up especially in like a lot of as i said white queer spaces but that's a conversation for another day no that's because it's too big so just to give kind of like let me just give like a very cursory explanation of the music video Guy in suit goes into a gay club. He's ushered in by, by like a leatherman, leatherman, leather daddy, leather daddy um, and is ushered in. Um, kind of gets bandied about and kind of gets hated for the most part. Gets pushed on stage where there's a tiger. There's this emperor guy is calling for him to be put on stage with a tiger. He ends up getting close with the tiger, and when he does, it seems like he's accepted mm-hmm. by by everybody, by the tiger and everybody in the club afterward. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let's get a little bit more deep into it because I'm curious to know some of, um, you know, I think the thing that you're going to mention as soon as he walks in with the leather daddy is there is a woman that's like a, a, a hat check or a coat check yeah. girl, and he just spits in her <laughs> mouth. Like, right away, first thing. No, it's interesting. I thought he spit in her face. Or in- it might be her face, but I think the vibe is, like, spitting around. I have the video pulled up so I don't miss things. But uh, he's smoking a cigar, which is a very important cultural symbol of the leather daddy, mm-hmm. of this hyper-masculine guy. Um, 
it's like a wad of gum or it's a big old loogie. Oh, God. And he spits either, not if not in her mouth, on her face. So uh, the, the leather daddy spits on her. She's into it. They get ushered we into hope. the club. We hope. We hope. Safe, sane, consensual. Um, and it looks like our um, our businessman, there's really no one else there in any kind of business attire. Um, yeah. He is just, uh, he was just, he's getting a bunch of looks. There is, um, is that a drag queen who is behind the bar? So that's unclear. If I were to venture a guess, I think she's just a bartender. Um, either cis or trans woman. Um, I do have to point out that her fucking like storm from the 80s mohawk is mm-hmm. absolutely everything. Yes. And she <laughs> has a slave behind the bar. And slave in this context is a BDSM term. Or it is someone, again, consent- consenting to basically be on the ground. I th- There's actually hay, too. So we could be getting into a little bit of pup play, which is a subset of mm-hmm. um, BDSM. And a slave, aka barback. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's doubling as both like a uh, a, a shoelicker slash a ice getter. Yeah. Other duties as assigned. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and she is like taking drink orders and just shoves him down onto the ground, which I think really sets the tone. Yeah, if the spitting in the face didn't set the tone. I think she sets the tone more than anyone else. I yeah. would have to say from the video, yes. Now, as a slave, would he have to fill out a W-2 for that position? Is that a 1099? It's I'm a 1099. Yeah. Okay, okay, very good. Yeah. Yeah. 1099 essay. We're, we're approaching tax season. <laughs> we're deep in tax season. Actually, yeah, friend. we are. Okay. Um, so, he's He seems to be somewhat ignored or looked at as, as... Yeah, as, a lot as of people looked like, at who is as this less square? than... Yeah. The um, flashlights also, I think, are really interesting. Uh, that is, to my knowledge, not a kink thing. So I don't know if that's supposed to be a euphemism. That's that's reference to the George Clinton video. I, I mean, or maybe it's like shining a light on someone light. to like okay. get a better look at them, like metaphorically. Also, um, Holly in the suit is, which also is a great band that's name. A great band. Oh um, yeah, Holly in the suit. Holly uh, coming in in the suit, uh, kind of like what Logan alluded to earlier, could refer to like the businessman who's secretly kinky or as someone who's gone to a gay club after a conference in a suit, uh, usually gay bars or kink bars in this case are in downtown areas, which are also approached uh, adjacent to business districts. Right, right, right. Um, so you have people who work downtown in a business environment and coming into the kink club straight after work. Um, so he's walking around. There's uh, various that lights. I, I find really unusual about this entire thing. It's the one thing that stands out other than something we'll talk about in a minute. Um, is that for me, from my view, gay clubs is all, have always been bastions of acceptance. Mm-hmm. However, when this guy walks in, it looks like they're all looking down at him. They're looking at him as less than. And that's unusual. So gay clubs as bastions of acceptance up until a point. Really? Gay people are catty. I can say it. You can't actually go ahead and say it because it's <laughs> fucking true. Okay. Um, no. Okay. So queer culture, we are shady. It's the origin of the word shade. But if you want to talk about shade, you have to talk about reading. And I am not Dorian Corey. So go watch Paris is Burning. And I watched it a week ago a, or a week or two weeks ago. Yeah. And it was absolutely fucking fantastic. Very, very interesting you know, obviously going into a bunch of queer history that I knew very, very little about and still do. I still know just a 
fucking, you know, modicum of information about it, but absolutely fucking fascinating and really, really great. It's a good primer on ballroom culture, which so much of queer culture, especially for those of us who grew up like in the South, our queer culture gets to us kind of diasporically out of New York, out of ballroom. So Paris is burning like, look at this skin, touch this skin, honey. Like all of that. Uh, you're just an overgrown orangutan, the reading and the shade. Mm-hmm. Like that is, it's not just cute and and cutty-cutty between friends. There is a certain point of just inherent judgment that does take place in the club. Vitriol. If you are queer on queer. Okay. There is a level of like, look at her. What is she wearing? Oh, she came in with that one. <laughs> but like st- as a straight person, you're not going to get that because you are going to be idolized in many queer spaces unless you're a bachelorette party. Get the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> the last thing I'll say on this is also that the moment that it goes from being a little bit shady or a little bit bitchy and becomes like for real, for real, especially if it's homophobic and if you're in the right place, hopefully people are calling out transphobia. Oh, you become public enemy number one. Mm-hmm. So there is also that. Like, there is a yes, we're going to be bitchy towards each other because I don't know you and look at what you're wearing. And oh, you looked at the guy that I was looking at or you looked at the girl that I was looking at. Um, but the moment where someone comes in and says something homophobic or transphobic, if you're in the right place, there's a lot of internalized transphobia in the queer community, unfortunately. But if you're in the right place, you will be shut the fuck down, especially by our like front guard of all that is queer the drag queens and kings and drag monsters of the world they are our protectors and guiding light the community so that's i'll leave that there yeah let's let's wrap up some of this music video here so um he's he's walking through uh nero seems to he comes out he's a portly man and he's wearing a toga he's kind of calling out some shots sees our our famous guy he's getting shaved and as seth mentioned it seems like it's a a, a switchblade comb yeah. uh, because you can see some lines in the uh, shaving cream. And uh, it looks like he wants to get uh, some people up on stage to fight a lion. So the first thing that they do is that they put people into an Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even. Yeah. I, you're right. Yeah. I didn't even. That didn't connect. So I guess it's just in general, like, let's torture people. Cool. And <laughs> depending on the night that you're going to, like a leather bar or like a king positive space, you might have like a like a St. Andrew's Cross. Cat of um, Nine Tails. Cat of Nine Tails. And you might have public like demonstrations. Mm-hmm. Like that is a thing. Right. I have personally never heard of an Iron Maiden <laughs> or Seems a, little a tiger, but you know what? Tying it back to, I've also never seen a Roman emperor in a, in a club. So, you know, maybe this um, is my chance. Gotta be a first time for everything. Yeah. There's our drag queen there. Finally. Yes. Okay. There we go. So you see him yelling. Um, I've never so badly wanted subtitles in my <laughs> life. Um, but they eventually take our suited man uh, they drag him. Uh, he has been spotted because he's not leather clad like everyone else. Um, we have a lot of Freddie Mercury body doubles in the crowd. <laughs> um, he gets thrown up on stage and there is a tiger that he has to, that I, I guess is supposed to be like a Coliseum-esque. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this guy fighting with a tiger. He's been thrown to the lions, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, 
he, you know, everybody is expecting this lion, I guess, to, to fight him and to eat him. They strip him of his jacket. Uh, people are, are hooting and hollering. They're, they're pumping their fists like it's a fucking kiss concert. And uh, they bring out this tiger. And this dude uh, tames, this ti- tames this wild tiger. It's such a weird moment. It is very weird. He gets on all fours as if to see the, the kitten from his own view. And they, they kind of bandy about and play with each other. Um, these, these, these men are just absolutely rabid. They're grabbing each other's faces and stuff. They are so pumped about him. Nero's pissed. Um, you know, many a mustache in the crowd. And as soon as he kind of teams this lion, it seems like he's won over the crowd. And he gets put back into the crowd uh, and Nero takes off his toga. Um, and then we see uh, this guy, the the suited man, getting spun around. And right around the time that we talk about uh, when you want to come and, and the instruction to come, there is a voluminous amount of liquid getting shot like yeah. three or four ways on top of this yep. guy. From multiple sources. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It's not just one laser. <clears throat> and I many. don't think this is all cum either. I think there no, might be some semen involved. I, I read it as like just piss. Yeah, I, I read it as piss. Just okay. 100%. Okay. Not even as. Like, I know the lyric says when you want to come, but the visual attached to it, like again, being rotating and it is liquid in a dark club. Everything is a black surface, which says to me, like, maybe that's a tarp. Okay. Which is again that is it's a, a Gallagher show, um, yeah, very yeah. that except with um, piss. So, it yeah, that's how I read it as well. Is that this is like okay, this is fine. Gallagher did uh, mess around with piss play in his performances later. Oh God! Oh, no. I, I was I so believed you. I was like, what? he's doing those goofy faces, and then he just whips out his dick and starts pissing on the crowd. They're like, uh, what the hell is happening? Like, you brought tarps. Um, do we have any kind of idea on the symbolism of the tiger? Is this him dealing with his own sexuality and coming to terms? I, 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 with the music video, kind of the, the, and I had just seen it, but kind of like my immediate takeaway is maybe he goes there as a closeted gay guy and through this experience comes to term with the fact that he is gay and the tigers may be like the other part of himself, and he 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 calms that part and comes to, you know, comes to grips with the fact that he's gay and is accepted into the gay community, and then he gets doused in gallons of semen and or piss. I did not read it that way. Okay. Um, but I think that's a good read. Uh, I read the tiger. I almost don't want to put meaning on it. I almost okay. wanted to just be that they have a tiger. Um, but I see the tiger as the crowd, really. Okay. I when I like when I see this, I'm like, oh, these are people that are like, you're not a kingster. You're not actually someone who you're a looky loo, you're slumming it. Um, and so we're gonna feed you to the lions, we're gonna throw you to the wolves. Mm-hmm. And he gets on all fours and shows them like my appearance means nothing. 
And this ties into something that happens a little bit later because he ends up doing light bondage with his tie, mm-hmm. which is a very popular trope in Yeah, there's some choking going on. Yeah, there's choking and there's... Um, <laughs> the way I said that, there's some choking going on. Um, I, I I think mine might line up a little bit. My uh, take on the video is that it's just... I, I think it was just an artistic expression of like a modern day Bacchanalian show of excess a la, you know, ancient... Rome right. and you know throwing someone to the lions and it's just it was just an an, an artistic expression of that except in yeah. modern early 80s gay culture and that's pretty much it it didn't like there, there didn't there wasn't like some sort of excess depth to it you know it was just that it was just a, an artistic statement that this is what we are and and it, and it kind of lines up with you know what there probably would have happened in the past of you know, things are just so excess and 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 uh, like I said, Bacchanalian. If, if, for those of you that don't know, look up the word, um, it just kind of means just extravagant excess. It excess means to be yeah. dedicated to the god Bacchus, to yes. drink wine with the main parties and party. Yes. Oh, thank you. You know far more about it than I do. That's there great. You thank you. Might be an anthropology. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. We've well, reached. Yeah. This is probably a two-hour-long episode at this point. I'm glad to hear that. Actually. It'll be an editing I mean, nightmare, gotta, but yeah. maybe I won't edit any of it because I think there's a loads and loads. <laughs> loads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm not even gonna I'm say so anything. I'm so glad that they that. picked up on that and we didn't. I'm, I'm just gonna say <laughs> there's loads and loads. There's um, a lot of hay. Like I'm just playing the end of the video. There's so much hay involved in this club. Wow. There's tons of hay. And that's hey. about being gay. <laughs> I, I was not going to say that. Um, okay. Uh, so now we're going to do a creep factor. Yeah, we do this thing. So at thing... the end of every episode, we do a creep factor from 1 to 10 on how creepy you think the song is. Um, it can be as low as 0. It can be as high as 10. Um, you know, ba- just based on uh, if you think the song is uh, whatever your level of, whatever your idea of creepy is. Yeah. Seth, do you do you want I'll them to start go it first? And I'll, go? I'll just say that oftentimes our what we look at as creepy is uh, more often than not with most of the songs that we deal with, we're dealing with some sort of leering oppressive figure. Oftentimes, looking down on young girls or girls that are vulnerable, right. or it could be a, just a vulnerable situation that they've that people are taking advantage of, and that's kind of how we take it now there's oftentimes that people use the term creaky creepy is just a creepy tone to something um which i think that this song and video have i do not think that um i i can't i'm so i'm so on edge here and so scared to to put a number out there because Let's this is canceled. not my yeah, exactly Ooh. exactly <laughs> um, cancel me daddy I, is it creepy yeah it's creepy it's got a creepy tone to it. It's scary. It's when you see the guy walking into the club, you know, people are are giving him uh, looks of, you know, derision. They're giving him, you know, uh, there. There's this. There's a. a, a it's giving derision. It's, ed, it's yes, it's giving, giving oppression. <laughs> yeah, it's giving oppression. There's there's a there's a tone to it. It's creepy. Um, I would give the video. I hate to say this, but about a six and a half. The video. Can you give it a six point nine? I can give it a six point nine. Yeah, thank you so much. Only I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
But oh my darling, what if you fly? I'm going <laughs> to give this song a five. A, a five. We're right in the middle. A five. Okay. Do you guys want me to go to first or do you guys want to go first? Go for it. Uh, I don't think the song is very creepy. You don't? I don't. Um, I think the song... It sounds dangerous I mean, to me, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, you know, it's talking about coming, uh, but I don't think that's creepy. I think for all intents and purposes, the the what I'm getting is consensual sex between two people talking about um, not wanting to come early, uh, whether it be through um, for the purposes of edging um, or through the, you know, just the purpose of, you know, having longer sex. Uh, there's really, I'm not really getting any read, um, of anything that, uh, really, um, you know, dastardly or weird is going. It is definitely horny. It is definitely gay, but creepy. No. Um, I, I'm going to give it a very low number. I'm going to give it like a, I'm going to give it a 0.7. Wow. I think it is. I think it's, I think that it, it could easily stray into creepy territory, but I don't think it's creepy. I think it's. I you know I I agree with you to an extent I, I I could see how this can be a very sexy song. I could see listening to the song in a gay club being gay and seeing a guy looking at me with these boom boom like that beat going mm-hmm. and them a couple people just talking about you know when they're going to come and being into it. I don't I don't really get creepy from it. I get uh the music video is maybe a little bo- bit more creepy. But I think it's mostly because it's a bunch of kinks that I'm not into. It's also a spitting bunch of in someone's m- face. Men just... attack, like you know, like right. you know, yeah. basically attacking when yeah, they put. But them the on song stage. I think has a very low creep factor for me. Adam Logan, either of you. So what's your number? Point seven. Point seven. Whole integers only. <laughs> this isn't trivia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we do the Olympic system. Ah, so I think the song and the video have different scores. To sure. me, hearing the song, it's very liberating because it's very – I like songs that make straight people uncomfortable. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, so, I mean, yeah. Seth's your target audience. I wouldn't say I – mean, I'm not – go ahead, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so the song for me is a zero. Okay. In terms of creep factor. Flat zero. In terms of, like, the lyrics and everything like that because – I think, like you point, as Seth pointed out, like creep comes from like, I think power imbalances. Yeah. Where this oh, song okay. is actually very anti that. It's you know, it's communicating. It's it's consensual. Yeah. It's you know communicating with your partner. It's practicing safe sex. You know, not inside me. That line. So for me, it's a zero. The music video, I'd say, is a um, point five. Okay. Or maybe yeah, point five. Only because of the power imbalance of like the emperor mm-hmm. at the start, mm-hmm. and you can almost see almost like in a uh, like a Spartacus moment where the emperor is wearing no clothes. Oh which wow! Maybe that's what wow! Going wow! For as well. That's great. That's a, um, that's that's a that's great symbolism. So because he I did not pick up on that off. at all. Yeah. So that power imbalance is broken, and then everyone goes from just leering around the bar to actually like, you know hanging out doing their massive piss play orgy at the end like at most at the end of most disney movies um (laughs) so for me it is a 0.5 only because it has that existing power imbalance where it goes for like he's the outsider he goes through the whole hero's journey really you could say through this music video yeah Um, a thousand cum shots yeah 
Um, I like the so, part where Ariel gets her voice back. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the music video, 0. 0.5 for me, but the song in itself is a, a zero. And what about you? So I very much agree. The song is a zero. Um, there is, there's not that power imbalance. It's, and I went back to the lyrics as I was like, there is something that could be creepy about relax. Just do it. Like there is, mm-hmm. there is that, but then it's when you want to go to it. Okay. So it really, it, it does. Like I wanted to, I wanted to double check and I want to be like, mm, relax could be like, that could be a word that would piss me off. Yeah. You know what I mean? If someone just said, well, just relax. Cause that's not cool. It, it does for the listeners at home. That does piss Logan off. If you just say <laughs> relax, calm down. Oh yeah. Yeah. My <laughs> wife loves that. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Um, but no, I, I, this definitely is very consensual. It's very like instructional. It's telling you what the person likes, what's going on. I'm here for that. The video, at first I was going to say it's also a zero for me because again, like I joked about it a little bit before, but I've, I've literally written papers on like underground communities and like kink culture um, when I was studying cultural anthropology. So like it's nothing too far out of the norm for me. Um, but then bringing up the Nero thing like that really does up like his existence in the video the putting people in the Iron Maiden that do not look like they're safe sane and consensual um throwing someone to an actual lion um hello animal abuse um I don't know that that brings it to anywhere between if he didn't have a power imbalance involved, like if his presence was there, but he's not literally putting people in torture devices that look like they don't want to be in the torture devices, mm-hmm. it would be a zero. But I'm going to put it at a three. Okay. Uh, I didn't give a music video rating, so I feel I, I feel left out. I would give the music video 1.2. Uh, I, think, I think that it's, uh, you know, I, I might have normally gone higher, but uh, getting your all's input on... Um, you know, that kind of club scene that I obviously don't have any knowledge of, really. Um, it was very interesting and very enlightening hearing, you know, um, you know, that the a different viewpoint of someone who has written papers on it, has, you know, experienced it, knows a lot about it. So thank you for that. Uh, tune in next week when you see Mark with his new forward-thinking co-hosts, uh, <laughs> and not the one that just gave a five to a gay-positive song. Um, no, but I think that it's totally fine. To, it, uh, to this be... is just me. I'm sorry. No, I, I I I don't, don't want to make apologies for for who I am, and maybe I'm maybe I'm seeing it wrong. This song, since I was a kid, and to this day, sounds edgy and creepy to me. I mean, the sound overall. Mm. I, I know we just went over lyrics and I know went over when uh, went over all of that, but it just it doesn't sound like what and and I do have to admit that oftentimes when I hear songs like that, part of that draws me in, yeah, and makes me like the song the the danger aspect to it that you know people love jumping out of airplanes, freaking drinking the things that they shouldn't. There is there is an aspect to it. It just sounds. It, the song sounds creepy. Talking about coming that much is just kind of a little bit of a. Yeah. It gives a little bit of a creepy vibe. It's to a me. little obsessive. It is. It yeah. is talking. The word "come" probably is featured in the song. So I would much. guess north of thirty times. Yeah. So it it's definitely unlike other songs that we've done. This is a. I I, I don't think I said it at any point. I like the song. It's a good yeah. song. I enjoy the song. When this song comes on, I don't turn it off. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of times yeah. we talk at the end of episodes about whether or not. We are going to ever listen to this song again. I will listen to this song. Again. Walk on the ocean. Yeah. There are some songs yeah. oh, I'll listen Train, to that song a million yeah. times. Train, oh, I'm sorry. I will never listen to Train, it again. I'm sorry. Uh, there are some songs where I've always hated them, and getting to 
state how much I hate the song is like my I'm never going to listen to the song again. Finally, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I can bury this song. I meant Breakfast at Breakfast Tiffany's. Breakfast at Tiffany's yes, is sorry. one of them. I cannot stand that I don't know song. that song, but I love that movie. Oh, well. well great the, movie. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. I just remembered. Terrible. Yeah, it's, it's mid. Oh, is there, oh, oh, oh. You can You're talking about Mickey Rooney. Yeah, Mickey yeah, Rooney. Yeah, we, we went over that. Yeah. Fully does not need to be in the fucking movie at all. It doesn't need yeah. to be in the world just, at all. Yeah, just have it be about Audrey Hepburn. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. You can listen to that episode on Lyrics to Go. Um, but, uh, Adam Logan, my God, thank you guys so much. So, so much for taking your time out and for giving us your insight. Is there anything you guys want to plug? Uh, no nonsense trivia on Wednesday. The nice guys. There you go. There you go. They had to deal with the block of ice where you will often see Logan and Adam kicking ass, taking names. Under the name Ronald Reagan's grave is a gender, a gender neutral, neutral bathroom, bathroom, which is which the is one of the best, best. names ever. It's so good you guys history. stuck with it. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember the first couple of times y'all played, you could hear gasps yes. and laughter coming from everybody, and I loved I it. I laughed my ass off the I first time I heard that. Could I thought not it was get the funniest thing ever. Yes, thank you, and thank you all for coming out. And I guess something for me to plug in reference to... Um, since we're talking about queer issues and gay issues, and especially in the earlier part of the show when, you know, currently in Florida, there are over 20, 20. anti-LGBTQ bills. Um, one organization that is fighting back, which you can join either through donations or by volunteering, uh, I would recommend Equality Florida. They are the largest uh, statewide LGBTQ rights organization, and they're having several events. You can go on Mobilize. Uh, dot us slash equality florida to look up their upcoming events um and they're really reaching all communities in florida all counties so you'll probably have a pride you may not have no doubt in the your town or if not the neighboring town where they'll be out needing some volunteers to um fight the good fight that's excellent thank very you good. what a what a very, wonderful very thing to turn off on um seth anything from you I can't top anything that we've done here today. Nope. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, can you bottom? But <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. You guys uh, did. Uh, uh, you did us. everything that we hoped that you would do, um, and, and then more. Some. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and I'm so glad. I th- this is gonna definitely rank. I mean, I laughed more in this episode. I learned more in this episode. Then maybe just about it. We lived, we laughed, we loved. We did. We need to get that live, laugh, lens sign up in your bedroom. (laughs) I talked about that. We certainly Um, did. But uh, yeah, thanks so much for being here, guys. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for your insight. Thanks for your knowledge and your opinions. We appreciate those real ones. And uh, And thank you, dear listener. Thank thank you for listening. And thank you, dear Mark. What are we going to do next week? Next week, we are going to do a song that's going to hurt you a little bit to do. We're going back into the Rolling Stones catalog to do Fuck. Under My Thumb. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's a great yeah. song and it's Love got vibraphone song. on it. But and it's got so much and it's and it's we've got some this stuff is, to this talk is about. This is classic lyrics to go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we will be back next week uh, with uh, Under My Thumb by the Rolling Stones, so make sure you listen to it. And until then, we will see you next Monday with more lyrics to go. Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. 
If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>